Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Fellowship of the Data Mesh, The Journey to Meshtopia, Mesh Musings number 54. I continue to get to this question over and over, some from consultants, mostly from implementers. What is the standard playbook for Data Mesh? How exactly should I start? Not what should I consider and weigh, but specifically, how should I start? I'm going to give the most correct answer I can, but likely one of the more frustrating. It depends. There are common ways to evaluate where to start, how to start, and I think we should start to color in the lines on those far more, though the people with the most knowledge are probably the consultants working on many implementations with clients. And let's face it, that's literally literally their business, so at best, it will probably be pretty vague. Pay them and they will hopefully try to help you figure out the best way for your specific organization. I think that's actually a a fair approach. But if anyone tells you that anyone can get going by following these 10 steps to get started, instead of here's how to find the most important aspects for your organization, be wary. I'm going to explain why. Don't worry. I'm trying to develop an analogy around topology. Don't worry, Jmac, not all about water analogies even more. But I'm kind of like this X marks the the data mesh spot or data mesh island or, or something. I think Meshtopia works a little bit better, but like, think about it this way. Data Mesh Island is an island, you know, a large island in a massive lake or something like that. And that's where everybody is trying to go. It's big enough that even when you get to the island, people will settle in different areas. There's the wooded area or the mountain or the grasslands, etc. The end uh, analogy of when you get to Data Mesh Island, your organization's target endpoint where they settle down is still not exactly the same as any other organization. There isn't an end blueprint that works for data mesh for every organization. It will still need to be tailored to your ways of working and a lot of different circumstances around your organization. I think a better analogy, but that generates a far worse name, probably comes from something like fantasy books. Say there is a land that is said to be the most fertile and diverse area 
that for some reason only came to being recently or that it was previously a blighted land that was blighted by the the you know cursed data silos we're going to call that meshtopia lots of weird fantasy tropes and I, I don't think we should call schmack some deity or anything that has blessed the land but maybe the millennial long blight of doing decentralized data it used to end in ruin for you know the evil data silos clan has been lifted and there is a promise of a great new life in a decentralized yet federated approach in Meshtopia. Oh, and to make it less weird, there is a cursor blessing or whatever on the land where there isn't any fighting allowed so we can stay away from, you know, colonialism or similar in this analogy. But so Meshtopia, everybody is headed to the same general location, but every organization is starting from a completely different place on the map. And organizations can take different paths to get there. FYI, this analogy really only works that well before modern modes of travel, which is why the fantasy land and things like that. Maybe, you know, an organization, one, is far to the north and has to cross a big sea and tall mountains, while organization two is far to the south across a big desert. Organization three is actually already pretty close to Meshtopia, but they have to fight through a rampaging group of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. So it's probably better to use the fantasy book analogy with everyone trying to get to one area of the map, but Data Mesh Island just sounds better and doesn't have the connotations that Data Mesh Fantasy Land might. <laughs> so, and, you know, we'll get into the, the topia part of Meshtopia as well in a little bit. So back to the point here. When going on a journey, your Data Mesh journey will look a heck of a lot different than many other organizations, even when going to the same place. This really became evident in episode 245, the Second Timers Club panel, with the folks who have been through two-plus data mesh implementations. All the journeys sounded reasonably different from each other. You are all headed to the same general location on the map, but the starting points, and thus your needs and your strengths, are, are very different. Plus, you might have to choose between, you know, going over some very tall and dangerous mountains versus going around and, and it might be longer, but taking up a, uh, a safer way of travel or that, you know, that you think about uh, fantasy rope trait or uh, fantasy race tropes. And you think about, you know, the dwarves want to go through the mountains and the elves want to skirt around them and go through the forests. Uh, you know, another organization might have to brave a long sea journey, fighting krakens and leviathans versus sailing the other way around the world, etc. We don't have to get into every fantasy trope. But you can look to play to your strengths while shoring up your weaknesses. And maybe we do discover some magic along the way, but I'm not really counting on it. And thus far, the so far called magical approaches and data mesh and data approaches in general have really been smoke and mirrors. A lot of this is just putting in the work and, and going on that journey. And there will be failures along the journey, you know, trials and tribulations. We can use them to learn and get stronger. We can figure out what we have to do better as we go forward. Uh, think about, you know, again, those trials and tribulations that make the fantasy characters stronger. You know, I could go on with this analogy, but it doesn't feel like I'm adding all that much here. So to me, it's really important when you're looking at how your journey should look to start your finding cohorts. What organizations look or, or look like 
you were when they started or now or whatever. I've had, you know, 70 plus organizations implementing on the podcast. I've written down across a lot of places that I hope to centralize if I get some time around 300, 400, 500 organizations, not only the, the big ones too that you know, that, but that many organizations are doing data mesh. If you want to figure out a journey to try to follow, you have to understand the starting point and the key strategic focuses. You know, Was it destroying the one ring? Was it making contact with a group for trade? Was it discovering the truth behind you know, some you know, mysterious thing in history, et cetera? Again, fantasy tropes. But the point is to have your group or, or, you know, of people where you're sharing your information will generate the most value, not trying to copy paste. And, and for goodness sake out there, connect your contacts to each other. Start talking in bigger groups. Go out there, find these freaking people. Don't wait for someone to just hand you exactly how to do data mesh. You got to go out there and ask the questions yourself because you have to figure out how to actually adjust this to your own journey. And it can be that you find your cohorts to different aspects of the journey. Oh, these people are going by carriage like us in a big caravan. Let's talk to them about building and maintaining sturdy carriages and taking care of the animals. But this group has to cross a large desert like us. So let's talk to them about maintaining hydration, etc. You get the point. Go out there and find people. Figure out how you're going to get to this fantasy land, this meshtopia. Um, and then one last point here, you know, I, I mentioned Ashtopia is probably a bad name for it. I, I think this is super crucial. There are those out there believing and some preaching, you know, Mac and I have stayed far away from this, but that Meshtopia is this pure nirvana, a verdant garden of Eden or whatever, that it's, it's just perfect that you're going to be, have no challenges with your data. It's just going to all be, be easy. And that's just wrong. As Jamak has said a lot, data mesh doesn't solve all your problems. It just creates new ones. It helps us so that we can address some of the major challenges, but it's not as if all of a sudden you're doing data mesh and everything fades into the background. You're able to focus on new things, but it's not as if, you know, the people challenges just go away. You still have to keep maintaining buy-in. You still have to keep maintaining communication. This isn't some magic wand or some magic land. You still have to work hard to get the most out of the land, out of Meshtopia's land, even though it's this verdant, wonderful, you know, great soil, you still have to till the damn soil, right? You have to get the value out, but still it could be a great Im improvement to your current lands. I'm sure Terry Pratchett would probably have some great jokes about the new challenges. So maybe go read some Discworld books and have a laugh while imagining how he'd kind of uh, do something in in his, uh, you know, very particular style around Meshtopia. But let's wrap up. Let's think about what are the key points. Every organization starts from a different location, a different, you know, aspect, a different set of, of what they're doing when heading to Meshtopia, when every journey will look different. Try to understand why others are choosing to do what and when, often by just getting in touch and asking them what they're doing and when. Because the journey looks different, where you put your focus and when will depend. Look to the fundamentals of what you are trying to achieve. 
how to achieve short and long-term value, and how you are making progress. Everybody's got different things that they have to show to get that next bit of funding. You can choose your own journey. There are different paths to getting to Meshtopia. Just because you look like another organization doesn't mean you have to tread the same path. And you can find ones that look completely unlike you but are in the same starting journey and that you can swap information with. Think about the old trope of playing to your strengths while shoring up your weaknesses. This doesn't mean only play to your strength. That is where I'm seeing a lot of the failures. Just because you're bad at governance doesn't mean you can ignore it, for instance. Find your fellowship or your fellowships. Find people to constantly stay in touch with and exchange information. They are also your best leverage points quite often. Hey, we want to do XYZ approach. Scott here says this is a standard approach from these 10 organizations. And here are the pitfalls. So we aren't making this up out of our butts, right? When you are talking to people internally, you can tell them, hey, I've got this external proof points, right? And Meshtopia isn't some actual utopia. It's not as if all our problems are suddenly solved. Some of the old lingering ones might be, but there are new problems to battle too. It's not as if life is blissful the second you get to a better place. It's not the way life works. So Meshtopia, we need people to be realistic and to be understanding that you have to put in the work to adapt this to your own organization, to adapt it to your own journey and figure out what matters to you, why and when. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music. Thank you.